episode 80. My, that's a big kitty walking down the street. With no tail? Hey, wait. You're not a kitty. <coughs> Greetings and welcome into the Patuxet General. While the world tries to beat the heat, our little village is a different kind of weather every minute. Just like the saying goes, rain, burning sun, smoke, whipping winds, and even tornado warnings? Goodness. Well, let's have something to perk us up or cool us down, whatever you need. Let's have a shrub. Make mine blue barb. It is the vegetables that steal the show this week. Bell zucchini and summer squash are out. And JC Farm at the Patuxet Village Farmer's Market on Saturday mornings from 9 until noon has them. When you go, tell them Jess from the General sent you. Because I've got two recipes to whet your appetite and you don't want to miss out. I also have a little tale to tell about a spooky local cat named Oscar. I bet you've heard of him. But first, I must thank our Patreon subscribers. These local wildlife watchers are the binoculars, patients, clear windows, trail photos, piles of straw, and doorbell cameras that capture the wild beast that is the Patuxet General, without whom we'd be out on the city streets. So thank you. If you would like to become one of these nature-loving folks, check out our page on patreon.com or simply follow the link in the show notes. But until then, what the world needs now is shrub sweet shrub. Let's revisit shrubs, an excellent way to rehydrate and use those extra fruits and herbs that are in season right now. I've come up with and found a few combos that I think you'll love. What is a shrub? It is a syrup to which you add water, seltzer, or alcohol, depending on your choice. Usually, it has an herbal and fruit component, but always the fruit, vinegar, and sugar have equal amounts. I came up with these combos from my own garden. How about cucumber mint, or perhaps chamomile dill flower? I thought of a way to do tomato basil. Put them through the blender together, the vinegar and the sugar and let it sit for three days in the fridge. Then put them through a cheesecloth lined sieve. This would be great for Bloody Marys. But the one I'm doing today is blueberry rhubarb, or bluebarb as I like to say. And for this recipe, you will need three quarters of a cup blueberries, three quarters of a cup rhubarb, one and a half cups sugar, one and a half cups white vinegar, one rosemary sprig, leaves removed, and a glass container with a tight sealing lid, big enough to hold four cups or just scale down the ingredients. Cut your rhubarb into small pieces so that there is more surface area to let go of its juices. Throw these, the blueberries, the sugar, and the rosemary into the jar and macerate. Then add the vinegar, close the top. Let sit in your refrigerator for three days, then strain into a clean jar. Serve over ice topped with seltzer. Sweet, savory, and refreshing. I suggest that you switch up the fruits and herbs with whatever you have to make your own combo. I've got a strawberry rhubarb going right now. I'll let you know how it goes. You do the same. Our email is jess at patuxetgeneral.com. If you're interested in other shrub flavors, check out episode 65 for lemon and episode 47 for orange, right there at the Patuxet General. Enjoy!
I made this dish this week. We were lucky enough to have cool days after abundant local gardens, both big and small, and my weekend haul included two large onions from Leah's vegetables, two large golden low-acid tomatoes from my garden, but I bought the seedlings from GC Farm, so they also have some of these coming into season this week. This is also where I found cue ball zucchini and ball summer squash. All of these to go with some garlic from Leah's vegetables and my shopping for this dish at Patuxet Village Farmer's Market and my own garden was over. I was hungry and felt that simple was best, so I took a stainless steel roasting pan. For outdoor grilling, you could use a cast iron pan. And for this recipe to feed four as a side dish, you will need two medium or one large ball zucchini, two large tomatoes, two large onions, two large cloves of garlic, well chopped, three tablespoons olive oil, one tablespoon Italian seasoning, one tablespoon freshly grated Parmesan, and one half teaspoon salt and pepper. First, I slice the zucchini, onions, and tomatoes into equal width rounds. Starting with zucchini, layer two rounds, then go down a half an inch and lay two onions, then another half an inch and lay two tomato slices. Continue until you run out of veg. Then cover them with a tablespoon of garlic, olive oil, Italian seasoning, and salt and pepper. Bake in a preheated 350 degree oven for 20 minutes, or use the grill with the top closed for 15 minutes if it's hot. Take it out and sprinkle on the Parmesan and a drizzle of olive oil. It is ready to serve over rice, on the side of pasta, or quiche, or any protein that strikes your fancy. But that is only the beginning for ball veggies. How about stuffing a ball summer squash? You could use the stuffing in episode 24's stuffed zucchini, or the super fast rice dish of episode 77. But today we are going to use orzo, spinach, tomato, olives, and feta. This is a crowd pleaser, as well as having a high table wow factor. For this showstopper, you will need one half cup frozen spinach, defrosted, two large or four medium, or three if you're serving a crowd, ball summer squash, two large potatoes cut into one and a half inch chunks, one large or two medium onions finely chopped, they are for flavor, not crunch, one cup olives, rounds, either kalamata or black, whatever you got, eight ounces of cooked orzo. I would do that cooked until one minute shy of what the directions say is done. Two tablespoons fresh oregano, salt and pepper to taste, two cups grape tomatoes, halved, or whatever tomatoes you have chopped small. Three tablespoons olive oil, one and a half cup feta cheese, one half cup fresh basil, one lemon juiced, one quarter cup fresh mint, and one pound ground beef. After washing your squash, take a peeler and peel the skin off the squash in one and a half inch strips, one inch apart, starting one inch from the stem all around the squash, including the bottom. Cut off the top along the top of your peel lines. Set them aside. Using a spoon, remove the flesh from the inside, leaving about a half an inch from the bottom and all around. Chop up the insides and set those aside. 
using a bake dish that is just slightly larger than your squashes so that they stand up with a tiny bit of room left for potato chunks. Put a pinch of salt into each cavity, rub it in, and turn it upside down to drain into the bake dish until needed. Now let's make that stuffing. In a good sized pot that you have preheated on the stove, add the olive oil, then onions and ground beef with some salt and pepper. Lightly brown the beef and then add the chopped summer squash, tomatoes, spinach, and olives. Let this simmer over medium heat for about five minutes. Then add the orzo, lemon juice, mint, oregano, basil, and feta cheese and stuff into your zucchini shells. Reserving about a cup and a half of filling, put your potato chunks in between the zucchinis to steady them. The tops go back on the shells and then you cover the potatoes with the leftover filling. Bake in a 400 degree oven covered with a dampened parchment paper for 40 minutes. Then remove from the oven, baste with the juices from in the pan and return uncovered to the oven for about 15 more minutes. If the potatoes and the zucchinis are fork tender, they are done. Serve warm for maximum comfort whenever you are lucky enough to find them and enjoy. I want to tell you about my friend Mike and his electromagnetic pinball museum and restoration arcade. It's an all-inclusive place to relax and share anything related to modern pinball and pinball and arcade games. A group of pinball and arcade fans with an addiction to games of all kinds and Lego too. $10 gets you free play on pinball and arcade games all day. You can find them at 881 Main Street, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, or online at www.electromagneticpinballmuseum.com. It was only a week ago that a bobcat was sighted in Warwick, and I was not surprised they were always a presence in the past and now seem to be making a resurgence. This happening at the same time that Rhode Island is trying to pass a bill to outlaw declawing has Rhode Island cats on my mind. Wild cats, pampered house cats, and working cats, like Oscar, who works at Steer House Nursing and Rehabilitation Center. A detailed description of Oscar's abilities can be found in Dr. David Dosa's book, The Extraordinary Gift of an Ordinary Cat, not to mention Dr. Dosa's article in the New England Journal of Medicine, which walks you through a day in the life, Oscar's that is, for he has a very special gift. He knows when you are about to die. He was one of six cats adopted by Steerhouse, generally is hard to get along with, hissing if you get in his way. Who could have guessed that six months into his new home he would show a proclivity for foretelling death? It's not that the cat is consistently there first, but the cat always does manage to make an appearance, and it always seems to be in the last two hours, says Dr. Joan Tenno, a physician there. For a reason known only to Oscar, he walks the halls, king of his domain, and he will walk right into a room sniff, and curl up with a patient, purring. Staff are so used to this that they immediately call the family involved. This superior feline has been the subject of three books, 
two of them specifically about Oscar, as well as one, according to the author Stephen King, who wrote Dr. Sleep, inspired by Oscar. Not only that, but he also is mentioned in various TV shows. CBS News did a segment on him. He inspired an episode of House, as well as an episode 13 of season 27 of The Simpsons, if you can believe that. There is even a song by Taco Cat named Oscar about him. There are several theories surrounding his special abilities, from suggestions that he smells certain chemicals that are given shortly before death, to simply noticing the lack of movement, to learned behavior. Sadly, we may never know what spiritual connection Oscar may have had with the dead and dying, for he himself passed away February 22nd 2022 at the age of 17, after a brief illness. My only question is, who sat with him? Thank you once again for joining us today at the Patuxent General. If you would like to reach out with a comment, question, local ghost story, or an order for the Patuxent Village Farmer's Market, our email is jess at patuxentgeneral.com. Please reach out, we can't wait to hear from you. But until then, I'll meet you right back here next time at the Patuxent General. A something for Posterity Production, pre-recorded in Patuxent.